Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. After a visit to the store yesterday and seeing some of the news today, I had to make today an economic show. Now again, why is the CEO of a disability ministry talking to you about economics? Because that is the biggest impact on the ability for a caregiver to deliver care to an affected individual. <clears throat> We're on the cusp of war. One could say we're in World War III. Uh, the Ukrainian war has gone very badly for the Ukrainians and for and consequently for America, who funded all of them. And they just keep, instead of taking care of the people in Lahaina who had all their homes burned and uh, exactly how it got burned is a matter of... Uh, I would say, ongoing investigation. But directed energy weapons is not out of the question. When you have a car burned, it takes 1,500 degrees to melt a wheel rim to the pavement, and the tree next to it is unharmed. Things need to be looked into. But instead of giving the Ukraine, you know, $6 billion, they could... They could re rebuild Lahaina for about $5 billion, from what I understand. But that's where our country is. We don't take care of our own. And so, don't think that the government is coming to bail you out when everything goes kaput. That's a good German word. Kaput. Uh, you know what it means when it's said. doesn't matter what language you normally understand and if you hear the word kaput you know that things are bad so um to relay all this because remember that you know as a caregiver you need to provide food water water filtration a way to store water shelter energy and protection and so if you don't, if your money becomes worth less until it becomes worthless, you won't be able to do that. And so I bring you some news here. Uh, J.P. Morgan, this is from Markets Insider. It was all over the web. I mean, he actually has been throwing out uh, interviews multiple over the last 24 hours because I think he's just trying to get ahead of this so he can say, I told you, uh, and the real you know thing is when you see a, a headline like this on Markets Insider, 
J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon warns of risk of 7% interest rate. Quote, are you prepared? Unquote. Because you are going to get your clock cleaned with 7% interest rates. You know, the 10-year treasury is about 470 right now. I think I looked yesterday. It was around 470. Uh, that that would cut, you know, I don't know, a third of a value off of a bond. Because who wants a, a, four, a bond at 470 when you can buy par at 7%? In other words, you can put 100% of your money in if, if rates go to 7%. Uh, you know, you you if for ten thousand dollars you buy a ten thousand dollar bond, uh, and you get seven percent interest. In order for you to buy a four, get interested in a four point seven percent bond, uh, you know what's the price going to be? Eighty five hundred dollars, eight thousand dollars. It's going to be wickedly low to get that uh, competing interest rate close. And so if you're a holder of bonds, do you know how many people hold bonds? They don't even know that they hold bonds because they don't really pay attention to what's going on in their 401k, 403b, pension, etc. And now the pensions, the 401ks are going to be, along with the government itself, the buyers of last resort of United States treasuries. Because the nations of the world are no longer buying treasuries. When they have a treasury that comes due, they do not renew it. Because they are developing their own competing world reserve currency, as well as a world transactional currency. That's what BRICS is all about. BRICS is all about commodity-backed uh currency they're doing business in their own currencies right now and i think it was uh, china and venezuela just did a deal in oil and nothing but venezuelan i mean it's crazy maybe that was argentina i can't remember uh which one it was and i forgive me for that uh but that's happening all over the world that means that those countries no longer they are no longer required to maintain a reserve of U.S. dollars. And that means that those dollars come home to the United States. And more dollars means inflation. In addition to, you know, and it with interest rates going up, and see, when you have a, a bond of a going concern that is of declining economic capacity like for instance in the early 90s i mean you know junk bonds were a big deal because we were coming out of a recession and um you know a lot of people made a lot of money in junk bonds as interest rates on junk went from whatever 12 percent to 10 to 9 to 7 uh but it's heading the other way and you could look at you know the the united states just had its uh, rating, it's 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 rating uh, bond ratings. You know, uh, hit again recently. Those are going to come more fast and furious. 
as the economic prowess of the United States declines. The inability to sell government bonds and the incredible decrease in the demand for U.S. dollars because they are no longer needed to transact oil, the petrodollar is dead. The day that Saudi Arabia joined BRICS in August is the death knell. Just as the petrodollar started in the early 70s when the deal was struck with Saudi Arabia, so it is over in August of 2023 when Saudi Arabia joined the BRICS nations. It's over for the dollar. And so when this story comes out today, J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon warns of the risk of 7% interest rates. This is only the beginning, in my humble opinion. And that's why he was out giving a whole bunch of interviews during the last 24 hours, because I think the march to 7% will happen quickly. He says, are you prepared? That means it's imminent, in my humble opinion. It will devastate bond and stock markets. Devastate. As it continues to march, it will just tear, you know, the economic underpinnings out from under the country, in my my humble opinion. And the banks, you go back to March of this year when we had the collapse, the four, the you know, four of the biggest collapses of banks that the United States has seen. The biggest one was SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. And they were holding huge positions in long-term U.S. Treasury bonds at incredibly low rates, like 1%, 2%, etc. When when interest rates go to 5%, you get massacred as you know, as a you know, a holder of long-term treasuries. You 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 just get burnt like you're, you know, you know, in the movie Backdraft. Um interest rates going to seven, these banks are still holding this because they are the buyers of last resort. You know, the big banks are, and I don't, you can't really tell which ones are which because uh, banks have changed hands over the last hundred years. Who are the actual shareholders of the Federal Reserve? Because the holders of the Federal Reserve actually get a 6% dividend every year. If you want to know more about that, go to YouTube go to the Gold Silver channel and the series The Hidden Secrets of Money with Mike Maloney and you'll find out about that. But they are the holders of the bonds, right? I mean, who else is going to buy these things? The banks and the pension holders. The foreign countries are no longer subsidizing the United States of America. Those days are now done. Your pension, I mean, is going to get, it's going, it's going to be very bad. Like you need to be prepared with food, water, water filtration and storage, shelter, 
if you can pay your place off or get to a little place, even just a plot of land in the country with a trailer on it, you're going to be better off, in my humble opinion. This is going to, you know, be big. And then you have, uh, you know, you have war on top of this, right? But the, let me just finish up with these banks. I mean, we're going to start moving into the big money center banks the next time this goes wrong, which is, I mean, it's, who knows? It's a weekend away or something. Um, these banks depend upon those bond portfolios for their capitalization. And that is going to go very, very poorly. I intend on doing a story on, uh, a, a written story on this next thing I'm going to mention. And that is why. Now, I did a story last week that I wrote and did a podcast. You know, Costco is now offering gold bars. And why you need, you know, a good a good gold broker. Did you know that Walmart is selling gold and silver with a deal that they have through Appmex, A-P-M-E-X? Why are, are Walmart and Costco involved in retailing gold and silver? Let me say it again. Why are Walmart, at this point in time, in light of everything I just said today about Jamie Dimon warning of the risk of 7% interest rates, why are Walmart and Costco? There is another one. I can't remember who it was, but it's just going to multiply. Why are they retailing gold and silver now? Is it because... They see the writing on the wall and they see that what, ha what has been money for the past 5,000 years will once again be real money. Gold and silver are the only things, you know, you could throw in platinum if you want to have platinum money, but the only things that are not someone else's liability. You know, when you buy a bond, you you give somebody $10,000, and in return, uh, you ask for your return of 4.7% in the case of the U.S. Treasury. In the case of a corporation, if you bought a corporate bond from, say, General Electric, let's just say it's 5%. I'm just making that up. I don't I don't know where those, those rates are right now. Uh, or it's a municipal bond. You expect to get paid back. You, you gave them $10,000. You lent them $10,000. You are the creditor. And they agree to pay you interest, 5%, let's say. And at the end of the term, it's 10-year bond or 5-year bond or whatever it is, they promise to give you your money back.
What happens if they can't give you your money back? In, in the case of definitely corporate bonds, as you know, probably more and more companies fall into junk status, that is anything rated below triple B, There are, I think, somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent of the S and P are zombie bank or zombie corporations, where they really can't pay like the interest on their, uh, you know, on their offerings. Um, Why are Walmart and Costco retailing gold and silver? <clears throat> I think it is because it is going to be the only money that they will accept. I think it will be because that is the only money they will accept. Maybe, maybe they'll accept Bitcoin or something. But you know, Bitcoin is just fiat. It's like a limited amount of nothing. But, you know, it's out there. People, are you, it might work in the beginning. And then I think when, once people start really like going and saying, hey, I got to, you know, spend my Bitcoin and do all this. I'm not sure if the liquidity holds up. But we'll see. But again, gold and silver are not anybody else's liability. That corporate corporation that issues a bond, see, you have to be able to count on them being able to pay you back. That's a liability. That's a third-party liability. Gold and silver do not have that. You know why gold and silver have value? A, because God says so, that the gold of Ophir is good. Uh, but gold and silver require energy, manpower, you know, risk, you know, corporate risk to pull it out of the ground. So like all those things, the cost of diesel, the cost of machinery, the cost of manpower, uh, the cost of running a corporation all go into, you know, the, the price, you know, of, of gold to pull it out of the ground. It always has, it has stored value because of that. A hundred dollar bill printed by the U.S. government only cost them about 14 cents to print. It might be a buck or a buck 40, something in, in that area, but it's virtually nothing. And it is soon going to go back to it. It'll be worth less than. Toilet paper, toilet paper itself will be a better investment because it mostly, for sure, will be more pleasurable to wipe your rear end with. Plus, you won't remind yourself just what your pension used to look like when you wipe your rear end with, you know, a $10 bill. In addition, you know, I, I want to say, um, yeah, let me go here for a second. Uh, you know, 
today in Russia, they are doing a drill to put... Let me just make sure. I want to make a, a good comment here. Okay, so I have found a... Um, story just to illuminate this a little bit because i already had the news that you know putin russia was um they're going to hold their first nationwide drill simulating widespread nuclear strikes on the country just to let you know what they think is going to happen you know they don't the, the uh news centers of america do not tell you that they think that a, a nuclear strike or set of strikes could happen in america because they can and they are in, and the likelihood is increasing, you know, every day that the West and NATO pushes on a string known as that whole the Ukraine war thing. Let me, uh, this is from Planet Today, uh, news story, a Putin orders first ever nationwide nuclear drill and prepares bomb test at Arctic Circle. This is from today, October 3. The one-day nuclear attack exercise is based on the assumption that NATO will launch a nuclear strike on Russia, destroying 70% of Russian housing and life support facilities. In this scenario, martial law is imposed in the country and a full-scale mobilization is ordered. The test will also model the secondary threat posed by damage to nuclear power plants and other key facilities. Um, according to the preparatory document, there is a need to prepare for an escalation of war, including a global conflict involving nuclear powers. Uh, you know, not only is the national disaster exercise seen as a training exercise for nuclear war, but preparations are also underway for a nuclear explosion test in the Arctic Circle. So, you have that. Now, Russia thinks that they're going to get attacked. If they get attacked, what do you think Russia will do? My goodness. I think that they will, they're not going to attack the Ukraine with that. Oh, they could do some things there. They're going to attack America, in my humble opinion. Uh, tomorrow... October 4th, 2023, uh, there is going to be a test of, oh, just bear with me a minute here, of the, uh, let's let's go to, to uh, Forbes and, oh, here's USA Today. I don't really like to use that, but, you know, massive, and this is uh, published October 1st. USA Today, massive emergency alert test scheduled to hit your phone on Wednesday. Here's what to know. Get ready to not freak out on Wednesday, October 4th. Now that's tomorrow at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Every TV, radio, and cell phone in the United States should blare out the distinctive, jarring, electronic warning tone of an emergency alert. It's a test, only a test. Officially, the trial is called the Nationwide Emergency Alert Test. You know it's a test and not an actual emergency because it's accompanied by an explanation of the test. 
and they say, no, it's not a national conspiracy to infect people with nanoparticles. Uh, And the reason they said that is because there is significant speculation, and I say speculation, that they can use the cell phones and the 5G frequencies to stimulate uh, the excitation and the use of graphene oxide that is now in the bodies of those who were injected. Um, and again, this is not this, this this is speculation, but you know, to excite the uh, the graphene oxide to actually be able to uh, release um, potentially, and again, allegedly you know, nanoparticles that are, you know, basically, and you know, it's nanoparticles that are encapsulated, you know, E. coli, encapsulated Ebola, encapsulated Marburg that will be set free. Now, so that's a speculation, and that could be just fear-mongering uh, among some of the alt-news, but, you know, I posted the studies, you know, from uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Delgado, uh, in Spain, about where they looked at what happened to a jab and the, the graphene oxide assembling an ante- antenna in the human body after injection. Uh, there's a lot of other work that was done with that. And, you you know, you see the people with the magnets sticking to their arm and all that. But that thing with Delgado in the antenna, that has scientific basis to it. So I'm not going to discount that it's a possibility. But Today, October 3rd, all this is going on in Russia. You know, Russia can put an entire city like Moscow underground to protect the people from a nuclear attack. In America, you know, they're going to ring the bell and say, hey, this is a a national alert. There's going to be a nuclear strike in 10 minutes. I don't know how they're going to say it. Again, this is not a test. This is not real. It's not. I'm just, you know, saying this as... uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to say it, but they're going to just tell you that it's an emergency. Now, tomorrow is a test. And that's what they're telling you. But our, the system is, is incomplete, is what I'm trying to tell you, because there's no place for you to go unless you've prepared a place for yourself. There's no civil defense shelter in your city, at least that you know about. In most cities, there's underground uh, tunnels and walkways and all that. And you can bet the politicians know about it. Uh, But October 3rd, that's today. All this is happening in Russia. October 4th, tomorrow, there's a civil defense test. Do you think it's just a coincidence? I leave that up to you, you know, to decide. Now... We've talked about, you know, folks getting ready, especially the, you know, the caregivers of the disabled to care for them and who they have charged for. Going back to the beginning of my podcast today, if you're going to get your clock cleaned in your pension, in your 401k, in your savings, and I say, again, I say, if I say this is my humble opinion and, uh, you know, this is conjecture And, you know, no one knows what will happen, but I'm throwing this all out there for you to consider. 
it is without a doubt that you can go into grocery stores and whether like me, like Aldi and seeing that the aisles are wider than they were last year in my local, uh, shopping area the aisles are wider the choice is less i you know regularly shop it's not the only place i shop but i regularly shop at a couple places where there it, it's um you know they have closeouts so on stuff that like is longer lasting you know you can get great deals on stuff you know where you're paying you know i don't know 30 cents in the dollar. And I'm just pulling that number out of the air. But in western Pennsylvania and uh, uh, eastern Ohio, you know, there's a place called Ollie's. It, their uh, call is, you know, good stuff, cheap, and it's closeouts. I have not been in Ollie's. Now, there's another store I go to that's really great, and I may go there today and see, and then I'll report back. But I went to Ollie's yesterday because I was out running around doing stuff at Home Depot, etc. Because we're trying to get our little place squared away. You know, we bought this foreclosed house that's just like, <laughs> you know, my wife and I have redone two houses that we lived in. And uh, in my early 60s here, um, somewhat early 60s, you know, I am faced with like twice as to three times as much work as I did on either of those two houses. But I went to Ollie's. I went, I'm like, oh, I got to get a little snack before I go home because I had a little drive. Hadn't been in there for almost a year. Now, Ollie's had a big food section, big. I mean, they had probably 12 or 14 aisles, 15, 16 even. I don't know. I mean, Aisles of, and actually that not cotton, the candy, candy was a whole nother section back then. And I would always debate on, well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, am I going to buy a case of this ground beef or am I going to buy a case of soup or potatoes or what have you? And, and, you know, again, this is like last year to, you know, yesterday I go in there, stores completely moved around. The actual food in the store is pushed into the corner and it's literally like three aisles and it's picked over and it's not, there's no staple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a wee little bit of staples. The, the reason I'm bringing this up and using this as a anecdotal observation regarding food, food, food. Food, glorious food. Uh, it's real nice to be able to eat, isn't it? But we are facing, I mean, I think we're, you know, biblically, I mean, famine is a regular topic. You know, when you read your Bible, famine is mentioned many times in the Bible. And and personally, again, in my humble opinion, God's judging America. You can't have the blood of 60 million babies or 70 million or whatever the number is and not have a country subject to the wrath of God, to the judgment. I, I Wrath might be not the exact term. Judgment, yes. Judgment. 
in addition to the moral, you know, decay that's just, you know, ridiculous. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and Jesus Christ is there for you to repent of your sins to him, tell him you're sorry, confess your sins to him, and make him Lord and Savior of your life. Because in the end, that's all that will matter. That you're either with Jesus or you are with the devil. Back to Ollie's. The reason it's so important to observe this is that that's a closeout store. And during the you know past, when we moved three years ago, you know, where we are now... Uh, you know, I started going to Ollie's, uh, and, uh, you know, they always had a lot of stuff. Now, regarding food, it's virtually nothing. They, they have more candy than they have actual food. And again, this is a closeout place, right? Because when things are affluent and available, stores are flush. Like, like Overstock, there's a, a company called Overstock.com. That would be an interesting exercise to contact them and find out where they see things going, especially with food. But I'm telling you, uh, if you don't have some food, you are going to be hurting because it ain't going to be there soon, in my humble opinion. Or it will be there, but at what price? It will be there at what price? If, you know, something happens, I mean, war-wise, where there's an exchange of nuclear materials i mean you won't be able to get anything but right now i'm telling you you go like to these closeout stores and they are nothing like they were a year or two ago nothing like that you used to have choice choice has now evaporated you'll be lucky you get one thing of whatever you're looking for who you know in in the the big scheme of things what country that's a producer of, you know, a large amount of food? They don't want the dollar. They don't want the dollar. They don't want the dollar. They're sick and tired of the hegemony of the United States of America and the, the destruction. You know, look at the book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, that playing ball with the U.S. has, has wrought. Countries who produce a lot of food, they don't want the dollar. They're doing business with China. They're doing business with Russia, India. They're doing business in their own currencies. Why would they send it here when they don't want the dollar? Think about that. There's a lot of stuff that comes into this. For instance, like a meat like a whole lot comes from Brazil and Argentina. A lot. Uh, so we're, we're already, we, the United States funded this war, you know, the Ukraine war. The United States funded it. Just, you know, wake up a minute. Uh, Russia knows that. Russia knows that they moved missiles onto their border. 
It's an existential threat to them. They're going to fight back. And it's going to come all the way, in my humble opinion, to the shores of the United States of America. These things, Jamie Dimon coming out and say, are you ready for 7% interest? He's not even saying 6%. He's not even saying 5% for a 10-year that's at 470. They're jumping to 7%. That is clock cleaning time. That is, whoa, what happened to my portfolio? Whoa, why did the stock market fall out of bed? Why did we have this massive sell-off? You know, again, I'm speaking in futuristic terms, and uh, I'm not giving financial advice to anyone. Not giving financial advice. But in my humble opinion, interest rates that skyrocket devastate the bond market, and the bond market always leads the stock market in my humble opinion and experience. When you can't get your money out of the bank, because Dodd-Frank, the, 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 the law that was passed in 2010 after the great financial uh, you know, hiccup that happened in 2008, they can take your money. Your money's not yours. They, they basically do take it. They just let you have it right now. But when you make a deposit, you are no longer a secured depositor. You're an unsecured creditor. That money goes on to the bank of the book, the, 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 the books of the bank, and is on the balance sheet of the bank. They can, and in my humble opinion, will. That's what's called a bail-in. See, a bailout came from the United States government in 2008 where the government gave money to the banks. Now, they will be able to do a bail-in. What's a bail-in, you say? A bail-in is the taking of customer deposits to satisfy you know, other liabilities of the bank. Are you prepared for that? Is this, again, part of the reason why Costco and Walmart are retailing gold and silver? I would not be surprised if soon they will have some mechanism to be able to accept Gold and silver is payment for goods. I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm just I'm speculating. But them retailing those two products of precious metals is, uh, you know, it's a shot over the bow. If this doesn't, you know, convince you, this little talk today, to get ready, get your financial house in order, Get your, you know, ability to take care of yourself through the winter. I mean, do you have a way to stay warm? To stay safe? 
I mean, in my humble opinion, what's your money going to be worth? Again, in my humble opinion, I'm not giving anyone financial advice. Please consider supporting encouraging angels. We are, you know, doing our best to follow God's will for our life, which started with, you know, having a daughter who had a catastrophic illness and, you know, doing eight and a half years of ICU level care in our own home, my wife and I, following through and starting Encouraging Angels. You know, uh, you know, just fast forwarding a bit here, doing 15 years of music ministry, you know, of music, start delivering music services inside a local institution. Having that all stopped along with grant writing because I, you know, well, let me just say regarding this, all our music uh, services to that institution stopped after 15 years because I refused to take the jab. But I'm still alive and I'm still here. I'm and doing, you know, doing this work to, I hope, benefit, to benefit a lot of people. But, uh, you know, again, specifically the caregivers and the disabled. And the caregivers might be taking care of their own kid like we did. Or you may be running an institution and listening to this and going, whoa. Please support Encouraging Angels. Keep us on the air. Keep us talking and doing work. We are. I am working on music for, you know, so I can do worship and music anywhere, including online, and not have to worry about copyright things because I'm the copyright owner. Because um, that's a big, you know, a, a big consideration when, when you do music. Go to the donate page at www.encouragingangels.org. Give online by clicking on the cornerstone link or consider sending something to the P.O. Box. Don't forget about Jack Lawson at Civil Defense. After today's talk, civildefensemanual.com. How much time do you have left? I do not know. The United States, they're going to ring the bell tomorrow, but they have no plan for you. No plan except for you to, you know, in my humble opinion, to bend over and kiss your arse goodbye. Civildefensemanual.com. It's a hundred dollars, nine hundred and fifty page resource uh, on everything from food to water to shelter to communications and much, much, much more. It's worth it. This is the Encouraging Angels Podcast. I'm Stan Samansky and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.